All right, gang, let's jump into this shit. Uh, let's just go ahead and maybe call it a content Sunday. Uh, I told you, I've been up. I've organized. Some of you fuckers have got a dirty ass mind. Because my voice just sat here and cracked. Every time I post that I've just done a big cook, for whatever reason, everyone thinks I said my big cock. Get your mind out of the fucking gutter. So I've made groceries. I've done about 87% of my big cook. I've already recorded a show. Uh, what else? Fuck it. I'm still over here scratching like a fucking heroin addict on withdrawal. But we're just going to pump a whole bunch of shit today. Let's see what the fuck happens. So, gang, the next leg up on content fucking Sunday is I checked in with myself. And I realized I have too much self-esteem right now. Gang, I cannot think of a way to wring out any sense of self-worth. Nothing crushes that like listening to some fucking presuppositional apologetics. Now, gang, I told you, the first time I came across this foolishness was about 10 years ago when I first realized I was an atheist. Is this alcohol or is it drinking water? And the first thing I thought was, this is a mistake. <clears throat> they did not mean to put this out there. Sure enough, they did. Again, when you go into a debate with a presupposition, one as strong as theirs, you have openly admitted, I have zero desire. Zero desire. Does Buddy need water? I think Pocket Locker called me a sellout last night because I've got white dogs. Gang, I laughed my monkey ass. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Oh, wait. Oh, dude. Go fuck yourself, buddy. It is. It's not water. Hold on. Dude, I'm telling you. Save someone's life. Look what happens. Look what the fuck happened. Now you gotta be out there begging call. Hold on, gang. You guys sing the song? Don't you want Don't you want to get fucked up? Okay. Where was I? Oh yeah, back on topic. When you go into a debate with as strong as a presupposition as they have, gang, they are openly this isn't even a tacit admittance. They are openly admitting we're not gonna be honest. Right? And I've heard fuckface sites and Bruggen Kate say it, but they've all said it. Now, when they line up their fucked up ass debates, what was that? Oh. When they line up their fucked up ass debates, they openly say, I've already won the debate. They're like, no, fuckface. What you do is you do the whole debate, then we. No, 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 no. He showed up. I win. Watch this. Say a word. What? See, right there. He said word, therefore, I prove there's a God. Ha ha, I win. You guys think I'm bullshitting, don't you? Go look it up. That's how they debate. If you can complete a sentence, you just prove there's a God. I'm not joking. That's their argument. Okay, let's put this one up to shit. It's not as humid, but it's still Texas. So let's put this fan... Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, fuck me in the ass sideways. Okay, 
I don't think that did an ounce of good. But fuck it. First take only, motherfuckers. Now Buddy's monkey ass wants to come back. Where was I? Now I'm fucking just fucking presuppositionalist. But again, simply by saying a word, apparently that proves there's a God. Now, gang, we're going to roll this fucked up ass tape. But again, the only where the only place where this is the least bit logical, the only place where this has any credibility is when you're trying to prove the Christian God. There's nowhere else you would use this type of logic. Nowhere. And you know what? If you did, no one will feel sorry for you when your monkey ass gets taken to the cleaners. Right? You go to your fucking financial planner. <clears throat> only to find out that 90% of your money is gone. You're 58 years old. You cannot recover that. So when you go to like, what in the actual fuck? You lost 90% of my money. How do I retire? How do I take care of my kids? What the fuck did you just do? And that when, when that person says, if there is no God, what's wrong with me losing your money? Are you going to accept that as an excuse? If you come home and your partner's sucking a dick that is currently not attached to your groin, and you're like, uh, you are not currently inflating that fucker's tires. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you giving someone else a motherfucking blowjob? Huh? Well, how do you know that I don't know that? You do know that I don't know that. I mean, what's your definition? I mean, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I mean, shut the fuck up. Only in the realm of Christian apologetics and you trying to win a debate to prove there's a God can you just overtly lie this bad and, and be given it, your argument be given an ounce of credibility. Again, if your kid talks to you like this, that fucker would not get dinner tonight. And that's only before you whip the dog shit out of him. There, there's no way you would stand for this. There is not. Now, gang. I don't know who the fucker in the middle is, but the one on the right is fuckface side Tim The one on the left is fuckface Jeff Durbin. Gang, I can't stand either one of these fuckers. Like, I really can't admit. Before we start this fucked up ass tape, I've told y'all, but I'm going to remind you. One of the reasons why I cannot stand fuckface Jeff Durbin, that's what it is, buddy's hungry shit. Part of my big cook, or some of you perverts, cop. I make their food as well. Okay, let's give Buddy just a little bit. Can you guys still hear me? Why am I sitting here talking like you guys are in my fucking living room? Robert Reed, go fuck yourself. Okay. Let's get Buddy up and running. Hold on. Hold on. And it's steaming hot too, gang. He's not going to give a shit. Buddy doesn't care. I'm going to keep it up here with me until it's not like fucking weapons grade level hot. Yeah, fuck me in the ass sideways. Okay, back on topic. So, gang, what really pisses me off about fuckface Jeff Durbin, I just belch hashtag unprofessional. Jeff Durbin is a legit black belt in combat style Taekwondo. He teaches self-defense. Gang, this to me speaks to the addictive nature of Christian apologetics and being correct. Being the last person standing in a debate 
How can you sit there as a self-defense teacher and listen to those fucked up ass stories, then turn around and use that person's experience as a way to win a fucking debate? I have literally heard him say, if there is no God, what's wrong with rape? I mean, I'm sure it was painful. I'm sure it was uncomfortable. But if there is no God, how do you... Gang, how disgusting must you be to be able to pull that foolishness, especially being a self-defense teacher? I know for a fact he's heard the same stories I have. So, gang, oh, Luke, Luke Pearson. Okay, if you're sitting in between fuckface Jeff Durbin and fuckface uh, uh, side Tim Bruggen, Kate, that's just one big fucked up. He's the meat in the middle of a fucked up ass sandwich. That's all that is. So we're going to let these fuckers just run off at the mouth. And of course, Uncle Bobby's going to kick the garbage. Roll the date. They're realizing the nuclear strength of this apologetic, right? right. And so that <laughs> tends to initially breed um, an excitement. Right. Like, oh, man, God is amazing. Jesus is mighty and powerful. Pause the tape. Fuck you and your God. Did you guys hear that? The nuclear strength of this style of apologetics. You know, our God is awesome. Dude, again, buddy, where are you going? Again, I love it how it is. I'm talking and I'm chastising a deaf doll. Robert Reed, go fuck yourself. He'll get close. But again, they're thanking their God for this style of apologetic. Again, show me their Christian and I'll show me their Jesus and I'll show you their Christian. Jeff Durbin's God. Here you go, buddy. He's a fucking asshole. He's a used car salesman who lacks a soul. Roll the tape. But it, it may breed the initial stages of a person that lops people's heads off. Right. So talk to that person. They're just saying, wow, like, Jesus is mighty. He's powerful. He does have all authority. He is, he is the foundation of all reasoning. Right. But what do we, what do we want to say to them when it comes down? Pause and take. So if you don't know, here you go. So kind of the cornerstone of their fucked up ass apologetic is Jesus Christ is the beginning of all knowledge. I can't remember what book of the Bible it is. It doesn't fucking matter. So that's why they say, if you speak a word, knowledge, that means there's a God. That's why they keep saying things like, how do you know that? Are you absolutely certain? How do you have certainty without God? The Bible says, word games stacked upon more word games. Roll the tape. Like I said, the tendency is that through your whole life, if you've been using bad apologetics, you've been beaten down and beaten down, and you finally have the relief of, oh, a nice, biblical, powerful apologetic, and you want to return to faith. Yeah. You want to beat them down in response to what's been happening to you most of your life. Yeah. Mm. But the best thing, I mean, it happens to all of us too. You're in that situation where you can annihilate them. What you have to Pause the tape. I've actually heard Cy 10 fuckface Bruggen Kate tell his story. Cy got tired of losing debates. You want to know why? Christians should lose debates. Sorry, not sorry. There's no logical foundation behind talking virgins and talking snakes. Go fuck yourself. Did I say talking virgins? Pregnant virgins and talking snakes. Go fuck yourself. Actually, according to the Bible, the first one wasn't too terribly far off. Women were supposed to keep their fucking mouth shut. But yet, fuckface Frank Turk says that Christianity is not a sexist religion. Fuckface Frank Turk, go fuck yourself back on top of it. 
So Fuckface Psy has said that he was tired of losing all these debates. So then he stumbled across presuppositional apologetics, and he hasn't lost the debate since. Translation, I got tired of getting my ass kicked, so I learned how to be a dishonest, fuck, dishonest, dishonest fuckface. And now my debate style is quite literally two and a half hours of how do you know that? 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 How do you know that's all he just said. Roll the tape. Remember what I try to picture that is us. Because I remember one of my first debates, I was listening to a friend of mine before it was published. He was high five me, was fist bumping, saw you're nailing this guy. And I let him. Because it was a relief to finally see a biblical apologetic. But at the end of that debate, I said, this is not fun. Mm. I said, mm. that guy is going to hell, if not through the grace of God. Mm. And that guy is you and me. So that's one thing to keep us in check, is to realize that that's us. And they can't... Pause the tape. First and foremost, there's no way we're making it through this. It's just not going to happen. Did you hear that? Again, Christian, I, I responded to a tweet yesterday, right? Again, this is abuse. Again, you guys notice how you can't make a move, your God can't make a move without judgment, wrath, threatening people with pain. Again, if this was real life, you would be calling me. You would be calling a certified, experienced self-defense teacher to teach you how to fight back. This is just like the best part about Christianity. It requires zero commitment. Roll the tape. But before I roll the tape, if you actually believe that, fuck you, you're a horrible person. Period. End of story. Roll the tape. See that? If they can't tone down because of that, that's a problem. So do you see a, you see a connection between... The reformed apologetic, which is presuppositional apologetics, covenantal apologetics, or whatever someone wants to call it, and reformed theology. Absolutely. Um, the grace of God is what separates the unbeliever from the believer. And so we should be focusing on allowing our Calvinism to take root within us yeah. as we go and reach people. Absolutely. So we're trusting the sovereignty of God to bring them. But Fuck Jeff Durbin. I just wanted to put that in there. Fuck Jeff Durbin. Roll the tape. Acknowledging all the way that, look, I, I have to recognize that it's God's spirit that's going to accomplish this and not me. Right. Okay. And then, of course, the big objection is, well, if, it, if, if it's God that does it, what are you guys doing out in the right. street? Exactly. Or why you're praying for people that God, you get that objection all the time. This yeah. is how I respond. I say, you believe that God knows it, right? Yes, I do. You believe that God knows that you're going to have a full stomach. Right? Yes, I do. Why do you eat? Yeah. Mm. What? Why do you eat? Because that's the means by which God fills your stomach. Mm. Why do I... Pause the tape. Again. Oh, Analogy after analogy after analogy. Shut the fuck up. If God knows you're not going to go hungry tonight, why did you eat? I'm serious. That's just fucking stupid. That was just fucking stupid. Roll the tape. To people because God can condescends to use worms like us to save people. He doesn't have to do that. He can fill my stomach miraculously, but the normal ways that he does it is by the means of my eating. He can save people miraculously, but the normal means by which he does it is by his servants. And that's why we have to represent him. Not that we're going to see all these converts, but to do it in a way that honors him. And he'll take care of you know, the animals. Yeah, that was a great synology. <laughs>
<laughs> Pause it, Jake. Gang. If the Christian God is real, that is the most cripplingly insecure fuckface of all time. Right? Again, our only mission is to jerk this fucker off. I mean, again, we're just going to go with the whole food analogy. Being warm-blooded is actually a disadvantage. We are constantly in search of nutrients. We have to. Right? Cold-blooded animals, they're way more efficient than we are. They have a meal. They're good to go for quite some time before they have to do it again. If you don't constantly jerk God off, sorry, fuckface, guess who goes to hell tonight? I mean, this is just stupidity wrapped around some foolishness, wrapped around weapons-grade level insecurity. You're the most powerful being ever. What the fuck do you need Robert Reed for? Well, it's, you're, you're built to worship, Robert, so you should go and suck his dick. Please don't go fuck yourself. That's why God created us, an entire species of animal, whose apparent sole job is to tell him how great he is for an eternity, and you don't see something wrong with that? Roll the tape. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, Jeff Ken Durbin. Ken Durbin. All right, so... Um, Describe for people how presuppositional apologetics has sanctified you as a Christian. Yeah, let's hear it, fuckface. And I know you and I have similar testimonies to right. how this changed our minds and everything. But someone's just listening and they're saying, okay, so I use the Bible right. to, to witness to people. I use God's word as my foundation. But how has that first and foremost changed your life as a believer? You know, it's interesting you put it that way because it was life changing. Yeah. And it's about 10 years ago now that I first by the grace of God, was shown this apologetic. And what I don't share a lot is that two years prior to that, I started creating this website. And it was also a point-and-click website, but it was evidential. Mm -hmm. And then I started using some of the arguments my Christian brothers and sisters, they loved them. I used them out in the street. I used them with my friends who are unbelievers. Pause the tape. So if he's talking about uh, does God exist, dot whatever the fuck, gang, it's fucked up. It is absolutely fucked up. And it is... Uh, uh, presuppositional apologetics in print form. Again, these fucks do not have conversations. They push you through a flowchart. And so, let, let's say the first question is 2 plus 2 is. One answer is red. The other answer, fire trucks. The other one is baseball mitts. The last one is four. If you don't click four, you can't move on. They, he has to have you touch a certain button. So much, in fact, that I can't remember which stage, because, yes, I took the test. It shoots you to a Disney website so you can book a vacation. Again, it speaks to the cowardice and this addictive need to be correct. To be the last person standing on a fucking debate. Roll the tape. Getting shoved down my throat. Mm. I didn't know why. I thought that was so weird. And I found out later Christians love them because they're Christians. Unbelievers didn't love them because they're not Christians. And it never affected my faith. You know, I had a strong faith then. It affected my desire to share my faith. Mm. And I shelved the project for about two years. Mm. And then, you know, a lot of us started after hearing the Bonson Stein. Yeah. I didn't even know what happened. But I knew it was something different. 
And for me, it's just, oh, it's just such a relief that you can go there. Yeah. And, you know, God has commanded us to share our faith, to, to defend our faith. Again, pause the tape. If you heard someone kick this bullshit, this foolishness of how do you know that for three straight hours? They're like, oh, it's such a relief. I, I just have to get me some of that. You're a cowardly sack of shit. You just are. And you're intellectually lazy. Roll the tape. What a relief it is to know that he's equipped us. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know when I know when people get this apologetic? It's not when they can win arguments. Not even when they can argue better. It's when they love God more. Mm -hmm. Because he's equipped us to obey his command to defend our faith. Did you guys hear Buddy in the background? talking about him so and not lying about him. And all Christians can do it. That's why there's no office of apologist. There's no office of love your neighborist either. We're all supposed to be able to do it. That's right. And so that's what's the big discovery for me. Is that Pause the tape. You know how I love my neighbor? By being honest with them. By not kicking this bullshit. By not sitting there and playing word game after word game after fucking word game. after. So, gang, when you make this little puppy gruel and it's fresh out the pot, ah, sometimes it sticks to the bottom. I had to get it. This little fucker was so hungry. But I love my neighbor by being honest. By using language that they can understand if we're having a deep conversation on an important topic. What I don't do is play word games and do a bunch of bullshit. Mental gymnastics. Roll the tape. Anybody can do this. And it changed my life because it's, I, I'm not intimidated to talk to anybody about, about Christ. To, to share my faith because it's a powerful power. That's why it comes with a warning. Do this with gentleness and respect. And I tell people, yes. you go to Walmart and you buy a Nerf ball. There's not a lot of warnings on it. You buy a gun. You get a page. Why, you know, why are we given a warning with this apologetic to do with gentleness and respect? Because you're not talking about the complexity of the eye. Capitalism. Capitalism. You're destroying the world. Mm -hmm. Because you start with Christ Amen. as... Lord, set apart Christ as Lord. That's right. Always be prepared. People leave that part of the verse off so often. Okay. So what comes first, theology or philosophy? Um, well, theology is neither. Neither. I told you, I used, to, I still do like philosophy, and I totally understand the attraction. I just built it. But it just got to a point. Where again, when we're taking nine hours to discuss what should take nine seconds, I no longer enjoy philosophy. I just don't. Again, I've done shows on it. And no, it is not unique to just Christians. But there are atheists, like Sam Harris, who can put up a very robust philosophical debate on is rape actually wrong? And again, knock yourself out. Just do that shit way the fuck over there. I'm not interested. I'm just not interested. Theology, I'm definitely not fucking interested. Whether a God exists or not does not affect my everyday. And if who I am as a person is not good enough for the Christian God, the Christian God can go fuck himself. Right? I told you, I am not going to insult my parents by sitting here and saying, I'm this hot steam impala monkey shit. I need to be punished. Gang, my parents stopped spanking me when I was in the fifth grade. I'll be good goddamn if I'm going to let someone else put their hands on me. Right? I tell people all the time, you don't have to like me. You will respect me. 
you will absolutely fucking respect me. And if you got a problem with showing me respect, you can see yourself out of my life. Get the fuck out. Right? Is it that's all that is. Right? I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what a horrible person I am. That I deserve to be tortured. Because I don't believe that. Gang, buddy eating right now is annoying the shit out of me. Dude, did you get it all? Roll the date. The foundation of everything. Yeah. Without God, you can't even make sense of philosophy. Oh, here we go. One thing is very interesting, because I thought you were going to ask me what comes first, theology or the apologetic. Because mm -hmm. one thing that James White always said is that your theology dictates your apologetic. Mm -hmm. And you know the interesting thing with me? Mm -hmm. It was the exact opposite. Because I grew up in a church where I should have understood Reformed theology, and I never did. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, and thankfully, Pentecostal. God... <laughs> Find it, buddy. Right? Find it. Dutch Reformed. <laughs> RCA. <laughs> but thankfully, <laughs> Shut the fuck I learned, and it, you know, of course, if it's a bad apologetic, it's not going to work that way. Yeah. But it's a biblical apologetic. I learned... Roll the tape. Is there such thing as a good apologetic? Roll the tape. The authority of Scripture. And then I learned what Reformed theology was. Mm -hmm. And then you can explain, like, I used to think that younger creationists were cuckoo. You asked me, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I thought they were nuts. Thankfully, um, by the grace of God, I count myself in that group now. Mm -hmm. And I can defend it strong. Pause the tape. Once upon a time, fuckface side Tim Bruggenkate thought young earth creationists were cuckoo. Those are his words. For once, I actually agree with fuckface side Tim Bruggenkate. Then he said, now he's proud to be a part of that number. I got nothing for that. I used to once believe that the earth was round. Yeah, fuck that shit. That is, it's flat. Now I'm proud to say that I'm a flat earther. I got nothing for that. I got nothing for that. Roll the tape. And biblically, with, biblically with Christians and with non-Christians, mm -hmm. they go on the authority of his word. Mm -hmm. People are embarrassed to share the word of God in public because our Bible is a snake talk. A donkey talk, but they don't realize that that's what closes mouths. You know, we've seen it on the street. You quote a script. Pause the tape. Ten bucks says it hasn't closed an actual mouth. It may drop a couple jaw when you sit there and you look at someone. That at minimum, these fucks are as old as I am, right? And so when a grown ass man is like, "Oh yeah, a donkey can talk," I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, right? I mean, ladies on the strip. Uh, you're dating someone in January, right? You go all the way through December. It's all good. Everything is fucking fantastic, sexy and vibrant. This is your first Christmas together. Now, you're 45 fucking years old. He's 45 as well. At around 8 o'clock, he comes sprinting downstairs in onesie footsie pajamas. He puts out milk and cookies and says, baby, we got to go to bed. You're going to be like, okay, yeah, cute, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Go pour some more wine. After about five minutes, you realize he's serious. He actually believes that if he does not get to bed, Santa is going to pass up his house. Now, I don't care what his skill is in bed, his hurricane tongue, his donkey dick, his beautiful body. I, it doesn't matter. This fucker makes a million dollars every three months. Polished, motivated, educated, worships every, loves your family. Your pussy will never get wet ever the fuck again. Not for that dude. No, it will not. You're going to go into Ben Shapiro mode. Your P word will be as dry as the fucking Sahara Desert. If you did the fucking Michael Phelps level butterflies fucking stroke through a vat of KY 
with extra fucking uh, Astro Glide with some fucking olive oil, your pussy still would be too dry to have sex with that dude. That much I guarantee. You are not going to fuck a grown-ass man who thinks Santa Claus is real. That's what this is. I'm not going to sit here and listen to you tell me that a virgin got pregnant, that a snake can talk. Because I've seen him do it. It's like, what? You don't believe that? It's like, no, I don't. I'm grown. Right? So again, this is just sitting on some bullshit. I, I will definitely have a stroke before the end of this show. Roll the tape. Givers. That's what closes my mouth. That's right. So so talk talk to us about the end scene in debatingdelahoney.com. <laughs> debatingdelahoney.com. <laughs> That's not it's called debating Delahunty. You could find it at debatingdelahoney.com. <laughs> I know you don't want to talk about it, but I want to hear you talk about it. Well I I was on the road. I was in England for a couple of weeks and then um, I did a conference in Delaware and then I did this debate and I was exhausted. And that's what I attribute it to. But in the last scene of debating Delahunty, I was preaching a sermon at a church the day after the debate. And, um, well, as you can see in the film, I got kind of emotional. Yeah. And I, you know, we're big guys. And yeah. In my household, that's just something that guys yeah. do. Pause the tape. Sorry, gang. I got it. I got it. You just sat there and said, we're a bunch of big guys. According to who? According to who? If I woke up tomorrow with one of their physiques, I'd immediately go to GNC, get some fucking Mega Mass 2000, some creatine monohydrate. I'd go to the back of Gold's Gym, go buy some tests, some fucking Echo Poison, some fucking Diana Ball. I'd have nine pounds of chicken breast for fucking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'd just sit there and chug fucking gallons of milk. If that's what they call big guys, holy shit. Roll the tape. Breaking down, so I, I choked up a little bit. And of course, I attribute it to being tired, but it's a, you know, it's very dear to my heart. Yeah. Another topic about the sovereignty and the greatness yeah. of God. Yeah. And I can remember yeah. at the end of that yeah. church, there's yeah. a Marcus interrupted in the film. Do not use that scene. <laughs> I haven't said that to him about any other scene he's ever filmed. I said, do not use that scene. And he sends me the final product and he finishes the film with that very scene. Seeing me dabbing away tears. I'm glad he did, though. Well, you know, in retrospect, I am yeah. as well. Because I saw it and I thought, I'm really pleased with how yeah. that turned out. But at the time, I thought, hmm. <laughs> well, pause and tape. That's the sad part. Again, this is a grown-ass man that just said, because I've seen him do it. Because there is a verse in the Bible that said that an axe head floated in water. And he's like, what, you don't believe that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. Right? It, go, go look. Go look at the fuckface side Jim Brugenkate and Matt Dillahunty uh, fucking debate. It wasn't a debate. Call me a little bit biased. I thought Matt played his cards brilliantly. He didn't jump on any size bullshit. He was patient. He admitted he didn't know when he didn't know something. And what really just fucking was chef's kiss in Matt's opening statement, he predicted everything Cy was going to do. And Cy did it. Because right? I remember he ended the, his uh, uh, opening statement. What is it? Something along the lines of he wrote his rebuttal beforehand. And others are like, 
I already know what a side is going to say because this is the same shit all the fucking time in the exact same fucking order. So again, what everyone else looks at and says, that was told, that was a fucking train wreck. He looks at like, that was fucking fantastic. Shows you where his mindset is. Roll the tape. But I think it shows that you're not just interested in just demolishing someone's worldview. You're interested in their soul. And I thought that was great. I, I love that. So well, that's what Marcus said. He said uh, I made you likable. Yeah. So he performed a near miracle. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So that okay. So let's maybe help help bring this out because somebody can fall off the wrong side on either side. Someone can be either a jerk, mm -hmm. or they can be a pile of jello, right? right? And so they. And, but but there really truly is a righteous line to walk. Is there you have an element where you're supposed to confront the ungodly, the wicked arguments, right. people who are coming against Christ and his lordship and coming against it in a way that's not like like a pile of jello. You're right. you're calling to repentance. You're confronting people who are railing against Jesus Christ. You're supposed to be able to confront that. But on the but on the other hand, you you also have to be the kind of person that is gentle and respectful where necessary. So there's, there's right. a con we talk about this at dinner. There's a context where you're on the street at a, at a college campus and somebody is railing. Pause and take. Okay. If you're still walking around with the sandwich board, the end is nigh. You're going to go to hell while you're ringing your bell. And there was one, they did a, a news clip on vice news about some fucker in college who was doing that. Women are sluts, women are whores, blah, 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 blah. That you, you, you do not understand the concept of target audience, fuck face. You are not going to stop a bunch of horny 18 and 19 and 20 year olds from doing what it is they want to do. Again, I've said the best part about college it's all the freedoms of being an adult without any of the responsibilities. Holy shit. Right? Again, maybe my experience was different because I was a full scholarship athlete. But the first time you fuck while you're in school and you're not looking over your shoulder because you snuck a girly in or some bullshit like that. And you're not realizing that your mommy or your daddy's not going to walk in the door or you can do whatever you want. They're like, holy shit. Going to a college campus and quizzing a 19 or 20 year old with how do you know that for nine hours? You didn't stop them from going and getting drunk. If anything, you're like, I'm getting drunker tonight because of that motherfucker. So again, going to colleges and shit like that, standing outside of college football games where everyone shows up at 11 a.m. already half plastered. You're going to fuck at least two or three people before you go to bed that night. And you think the likes of a side chair Bruggen Kate telling you that Jesus Christ is the beginning of all knowledge. You just, oh, I was going to go run a train. I'm not doing that shit. Thank you, Sai. Roll the date. On Christ, they're, they're denigrating the, the, the word of God, what, what have you. There's a context for that where you're supposed to call out and breathe down fire. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there's another context with the guy who's sitting next to you that's asking genuine questions and maybe even challenging you, you know, but right. he's, he's just sitting next to you at a coffee shop. So talk about that. The, 
proper sort of understanding of a balance and and what are we supposed to do when we're yeah. confronted with each different scenario? Yeah, but face, explain nice it. To have a cookie cutter response to it when this happens, do this. Yeah, but as you know, you never know. And the people that you meet sometimes the people that are the most wicked, you know, railing against God the most. I think you know, of course, salvation is from the Holy Spirit, but I think those people are closer mm -hmm. because they have a reason be angry with God. Yeah. See, if they're just indifferent, what? if I'm, you know, arguing for the SpongeBob of God, they laugh and they walk. But the fact that they're angry means that they have a problem with God. They have a beef with God. Mm -hmm. So what I... No, pause the tape. Not true at all. Not true at all. I could all but guarantee because you, I could, obviously, I could be pushed to the point where I can get angry. Right? Because when you sit there and you tell that gay person that they're sodomites and all this other bullshit, yeah, I'm going to get a little bit upset by that. It's not because I'm mad at God. It's because you're being a fucking asshole. So no, and it, but there's no changing people like presuppositionalists, right? I get pissed off because you pissed me off. Not because I'm secretly angry at your God. Roll the tape. What I try to do is, you know, it depends, of course, on the situation. But I try to um, talk to them in a way that gives them a, a, a certain amount of respect. Because Bullshit. I was at the Good Friday, one guy was saying, you guys are crazy. You believe that a donkey died, and this guy was spitting. His See? You believe that a man who was dead came back to life, and I said to the guys, you know what? I get it. I said, I know you think I'm crazy. I know what verse he's gonna say. I said, if you don't start with God. Pause the tape. He's about to hit, lean not on your own. Watch, watch, roll the tape. That is crazy. Huh. Hold and on. People are afraid to, Guy was saying, "You guys are crazy. You believe that a donkey died?" And this guy was spitting; he was furious. You know, you believe that a man who was dead came back to life? And I said to the guys, "You know what? I get it." I said, "I know you think I'm crazy." I said, "I get that." Mm. I said, "If you don't start with God, that is crazy." Mm. And people are afraid to agree with people who are getting angry with them. So I try to diffuse it. I said, "If you don't start with God, that is crazy." I said, "But you would admit that the God who breathed the universe into existence can make a donkey talk, right?" I said, "Yeah." I said, so you don't have a problem with miracles. You have a problem with the God of miracles. Mm -hmm. Pause the tape. How much money said that conversation never fucking happened? Right? Again, the atheist was mad. He was spitting fire. He was kicking me in my dick. He was flipping me off. He was just taking spoonfuls of mayonnaise and flicking it at my fucking face. Right? And then he took He's like, shut the fuck up. Again, Christians, get a whole new bag. This bullshit story of all the interactions that you guys seem to have with the atheists, guess what? We're not fucking buying it. But you already know that, don't you, fuck face? You're doing it for your fucking followers. Like you said in the very beginning, right? Because, gang, I promise you, never in the history of atheism has one of us been convicted and wanted to make the switch to Christianity by listening to a precept talk. Sai was already a Christian. And whether he'll admit it or not, he was looking for a lazy way to win an argument. That, that's all this is. So again, here's just another fucking story that I just don't buy about a Christian's interaction with an atheist. Give me a break. Roll the tape. I said, the problem is when you have a problem with the God of miracles, you can't make sense of your objections. And then I got into the apologetic and the situation was like totally... And so I, I, more often than not, and the more that I do this, the more I try to do that with the person on the street. Mm -hmm. I try to reason with them, but there are people who are just not reasonable. And yeah. So says the pre-sub. I don't get that very often. You know? 
thankfully, by the, I think helping, it helps being a big guy. Too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just that, you know, it's funny because um, there's a couple situations, even in how to answer the fool, that people from the crew thought people were going to get physical with. You know, in that uh, altercation that I had after that debate, the fellow, it's not on, on, in the film, but he pats me on the stomach and he goes into the kitchen. He says, I'll be right back. Two of the guys in the crew thought he was going to get a knife. What? Yeah, and they followed him in there. And I, it was the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah. And I think until something happens, I'll probably be that naive. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be. But um, so I try to diffuse those situations. But at some point, yeah, you have to call them to repentance. Yeah. And I think there's people who are probably a lot better at doing that than I am. And first, and I think, you know, there's even a place for right. Pause the tape. So before I'm going to get called for repentance, you still have to show me that there's a God and a need for repentance. You simply saying the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over again does not an argument make. And I'm obviously not convinced by it. Right? So again, this, this is what happens when you talk to a fucking presuppositionalist. They go into it assuming that I already believe that they're right. I'm just suppressing it with my unrighteousness. Right? Again, presuppositional apologetics is quite simply Cajun for I'm about to lie to your fucking face. Roll the tape. Just mockery. But I would like to be far more sanctified before I engage in that. Mm. And I think I probably made the error in engaging it, in it too much in my youth. Mm. But I think the older I get, the more I think that, you know, we have to give them, this is the analogy I give. There's an airplane going along. They're in that airplane. And you're shooting that airplane. Down. You're filling it full of holes. What? If you're a jerk, even if they've been a jerk towards you, they're not coming to your runway for the gospel. Mm. You know, they're ditching it like Hindu, like Scientology, like I said in the film. Right. You know, so we have to be kind so that they come to us. And that's the very... Pause the tape. Again, if you have to have this many analogies to prove your point, your point blows. Did you guys hear that analogy? If we're the ones shooting their airplane down, we're filling it full of holes, they're not going to come to our runway. Yeah, probably because you just shot my fucking plane down, dumb nuts. What? Christian apologetics. Roll the tape. Interesting thing. And I, I don't want to. I think we're going to make it through the tape, gang. I mean, that person has I... trouble in his life. Yeah. Who's he going to? He's not going to the guy who's talked to him about the complexity of the eye for six hours. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. going to the guy who spoke the truth to him. Mm -hmm. And that's what this apologetic does, and you see it more often than not, that when they have tragedy in their life, they don't go to the guy who they debated. Mm -hmm. They go to the guy who says, you know that God exists, you need to repent, mm -hmm. because they know that he was speaking. Well, as you take, you know what's missing from this little fucked up ass round table of stupidity? An actual atheist. No, no, trust me. I've gone through some adversity lately. Maybe you've heard. And I did not turn to her precept for comfort. I turned to my family. I turned to my friends. I turned to myself with the strength that my mother gave me. I didn't go looking for one of these slap nuts to tell me some bullshit. So again, the only thing that's missing other than logic is a fucking atheist. But no, 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 they can't do that because that would mean having an honest back and forth. Because if I was there, I would be saying, nope, 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 nope. 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 But they can't have that blemish on their fucking perfect record. Shut up. Roll the tape. So what's the what's the end goal in an apologetics encounter? What am I what am I trying to get to every single time? It's it's a it's a call to repentance and faith. 
right. to turn to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. So so our apologetic has to be wrapped up in our evangelism. Absolutely. There's no separation dichotomy right. between the two. Some people make the mistake of calling apologetics pre-evangelism. Right, yeah. And people would ask me early on in my apologetic ministry, how do you get from this to the gospel? Right. And you know what I thought? What? If they're asking me that question, I'm doing it wrong. You, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if they have to ask how to get to the gospel from this, I'm doing it wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. So now I realize that a proper biblical apologetic is part of the gospel. Yeah. It's part of evangelism. So I say, for instance, when I am deconstructing their ability to know anything without God, I say you're sinning. Mm -hmm. You're not giving God glory with every thought in your pause and take. So again, that's their cornerstone right there. That's why they say, if you even show up to a debate, I've already won. Right. How do you know anything without God? That is why they start out every debate. Could you be wrong about everything you claim to know? Again, if it was me, and I've got the luxury of hindsight, I could look at it like, no, they, they shut the fuck up. No, I'm not wrong about everything I claim to know. Then they'll say, how do I know that? Shut the fuck up. Again, if you had to work this hard to prove anything else, we would not believe you. We just quite simply put, would not fucking believe you. But the foundation of their argument is, what do you know? Because the moment you say you know anything, they, they'll tell you, you know it because God exists. Without proving that their God exists. Again, this is nothing more than the lazy person's way to argue. Roll the tape. Head with every word you speak. That's because the gospel is that Jesus Christ came to die, came, died to save sinners. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a sinner. Well, I'm exposing that they are sinners. Like you give them the answer. And you're showing them how they're sinning. Right. Right now. In yeah. their appeal to logic, in their appeal to science, whatever. It not not starting with God. Not having him as the reference point of all their thinking. Yeah. They're, they're in sin right now. They're an image bearer of God who is at war with him. And let me show you how. And now right. from your sin to trust in Christ. Because I love the analogy. I believe it's Ray Comfort's analogy. You stop someone on the street and say, you know, I'm going to give you a triple bypass surgery. Pause the tape. Gang, if you hear anything that fuckface Max Slapnuts Ray Comfort says, and you say, hey, I really like that. Fuck you. Fuck you. Honestly, Andrew, Ray Comfort is a horrible fucking person. An even worse fucking debater. It, he just sat there and swung on the nutsack of fuckface Ray Comfort. Okay, if you like Ray Comfort's tactics, it's because you are a dishonest fuckface. Period in the story. I want to make sure you guys got that. I'm going to rewind it. Roll the tape. Image bearer of God who is at war with him. And let me show you how. And now right. from your sin to trust in Christ. Because I love the analogy, I believe it's Ray Comfort's analogy. You stop someone on the street and say, you know, I'm going to give you a triple bypass surgery. I'm going to do it for free. Come with me. Get your hands off me, you freak. Mm -hmm. But if you say, you know, this guy just came from the doctor. His three plug arteries going to be dead in a week without surgery. can't afford it. You stop and say, I'm a world famous surgeon. I like to do this surgery. And I like to do it for free. I'll embrace you. Mm -hmm. and that's what we do. Pause the tape. And both, stop, 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 stop. He's absolutely right. If you walk up to me, a random person on the street, and like, you you need a triple bypass, I'm going to do it for free, I'm going to say, get the fuck away from me. Even if I go to the doctor, and a stranger comes up to me and says, I'm a surgeon, I'm going to help you out, 
I'm still going to say, get the fuck away from me. Shut the fuck up. Because in both instances, you haven't proven jack shit. If you just come up to me, and I've got no diagnosis, and you say you're going to die of heart failure, come with me. I'm like, go fuck, hold on. Watch me drink this goddamn alcohol, bitch. Mmm. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Or even if I do have bad news and you come up and introduce yourself as a surgeon, I'm just going to tell you to go fuck yourself. At the end of the day, you still haven't proven shit. <clears throat> You've just asserted. That's what Ray Comfort says all the time. Right? Well, if it's the kindest thing if I tell you that your house is on fire and I want to pull you out of your house. It's like, well, fuck nuts. They're fresh batteries in the goddamn uh, fire uh, alarm. It hasn't gone off. Hold on. I don't smell any fucking smoke. My house right now is a very comfortable 73 degrees. So when you sit here and you tell me, your house is on fire, motherfucker! I'm like, no, it's not. If you continue to do it, I'm going to call the fucking cops. Again, he wants to give you a pill to cure an ex uh, a disease that doesn't exist. Period. Now it's not like fuckface Craig Reed. Period, 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 period. Go fuck yourself, Craig Reed. Roll the tape. Just apologetic to point out their condition so that the good news makes sense. Mm -hmm. The good news makes no sense without the bad. Yeah, that's right. So we're trying to find where, as we're talking to them, we can highlight the rebellion. We can highlight the knowledge of God that they're exhibiting as they're talking to you. And then that's what we're pointing to, touching and calling repentance of faith. No word. And demolishing the unbelieving position. We're showing the futility of abandoning God and right. calling to repentance. Rather than saying, let's, let's put out on the table all of the different parts and pieces of things that you say cause you to not believe in God or right. the lack of evidence for God or whatever. Pause the tape. You know what makes me not believe in God? All the bullshit evidence that you throw on the table, it just doesn't lead to a fucking proof. Yes, I can complete a sentence. No, that does not prove that your God exists. Yes, I took several shits today. Doesn't mean your God exists. Yes, I feel sad when I hear stories about rape. Doesn't mean that your God exists. Right? You're not demolishing a worldview. You aren't exposing that I... Exposing? You're not exposing that I know that God... No. <clears throat> you are speaking... For me, which again makes me wonder, why do I need to be a part of this fucking conversation, dumb nuts? All this is is lies on top of lies on top of assertions on top of the tacit admittance. I'm too fucking cowardly to have an honest back and forth. So I'm just gonna sit here and lie my balls off. Roll the tape. We're, we're pointing out from the very beginning. No, I reject that. There's not enough evidence for God in your life because you are displaying that you know him in these ways, and you need to turn from sin. You know what I ask them sometimes when they say there's not enough evidence for God? I say, which evidence could convince you of the God who says you already have enough evidence? Mm -hmm. Pause the tape. What do you want me to say to that? Did you guys catch that? Let's rewind this bullshit. Hold on. Are you kidding me? Displaying that you know him in these ways, and you need to turn from sin. You know what I ask them sometimes when they say there's not enough evidence for God? I say, which evidence could convince you of the God who says you already have enough evidence? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. What could their answer be? There could be no evidence. It's logically impossible. Pause the tape and go fuck yourselves. 
what evidence do you need other than the evidence that God says you already have? Again, precepts, why even talk to people? Why even talk to people? Again, don't ask more from me than what you're willing to give yourself, Mac fuckface. Side 10, fuckface, Bruggen cake. When are you going to admit that you already know? Because I know that you already know. When are you going to admit that you know there's no fucking God, you fucking coward? That was actually pretty good. When they admit that, I'll admit what he just asked. Again, this, this is weapons grade level fucking dishonesty. Roll the tape. But, you know, and one thing that this apologetic does, it does not focus on the sinfulness of man. It focuses on the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And I think if you shine that light to the unbeliever, they can't help but see their sinfulness. Now, you know, like I said, I love uh, the Living Waters ministry, but one thing that they'll do, and I think this is a little bit different, they'll go, say, have you ever stolen anything? Mm -hmm. Or what does that make you? Makes you a thief. Focuses on the sinfulness of man. Sure, that's the law. You know, it shines it upon them. But I say, I don't say, have you ever stolen anything? I say, why is stealing wrong? Because God is not a thief. Well, to take, stealing is wrong because there's demonstrable harm. And without the philosophical bullshit, oh, shut the fuck up. There's demonstrable harm behind coming in here. This wonderful speaker that P donated. Thank you very so much, P. I love this goddamn speaker. Thing works like a fucking charm. And I'm going to be pissed off if you stole this gift. Me being upset. There's your demonstrable harm. You took something that did not belong to you. Without all the philosophical mumbo-jumbo, it blows. Period in the story. I don't need a God to be able to demonstrate that there's ultimate justification, why it's bad to come in here and steal this gift that he gave. Shut the fuck up. Again, when you have to work this fucking hard to prove that you're right, because you're lying. Roll the tape. And when you steal, you're lying about your creator because we're created to imitate him. Mm -hmm. And then you see the countenance of these people change. It's not just calling them thieves and liars. It's saying, no, God is so good. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you're misrepresenting your creator. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think mm -hmm. that's what this apologetic does as well. It does not assume that they don't know that God exists. It talks about it. And, you know, the interesting thing is, you know who's really good, who gets this really quick? Is women. Because they don't need to win the argument. You know, I teach at a men's conference, and, and they, they go home, they tell their husband, or the, the husbands tell their wives, yeah, it's just about, you know, believing the authority of Scripture. Everyone knows that God exists. The woman gets it. So she goes out in the street time. Pause the tape and go fuck yourself. You just sat there as a presup and said, women don't need to win an argument, but you are a presuppositional apologetic. Fuck face. You're, the entirety of your mission statement is to win the argument, is to dishonestly represent the other. Again, I just sat here and I told you, I don't believe in a God. You know what you just said? Yes, you do. What am I here for? Fuck face. Seriously, go fuck yourself. So again, it's it, it, shut the fuck up. Women get this apologetic because they, they don't feel the need to win an argument. I don't think he quite understands how fucked up he sounds. Roll the tape. Someone, yeah, you really do know that God exists. No, I don't, man. Well, the Bible says you do. I'll pray for you. You know, have a nice day. And the guy has to win that argument. Mm -hmm. you know, rewind, nice rewind, hold on. 
Capitalism? Okay, hold on. They don't need to learn about you know, I teach at a men's conference and, and they, they go home, they tell their husband, or the, the husbands tell their wives, yeah, it's just about, you know, believing the authority of scripture. Everyone knows that God exists. The woman gets it. So she goes out in the street talking to someone. Yeah, you really do know that God exists. No, I don't, man. Well, the Bible says you do. I'll pray for you. You know, have a nice day. And the guy has to win that argument. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nice to have the philosophical argument for the philosophy student. But the thing is, the thing that the person, the person who puts his head in his pillow is not going to remember the guy who had that philosophical argument. Going to remember the person who spoke the truth to mm -hmm. so, That's right. So I had one other question. We talked about this at dinner. Whose kingdom are we building? I think it's been a hot topic lately, especially on social media. A lot of people apparently are more interested in building their own kingdom. Okay, pause the tape. Call me a hypocrite. I don't care. Gang, this has been bothering me for the entirety of this fucking video. Okay, so the Luke fuck face smack dab in the middle. Gang, he's wearing a... a he, He's a relatively bigger than average guy. He's not yoked, but he's a big guy. He's currently wearing a shirt that is a double extra medium. His shirt's not tucked in. He's wearing a hat indoors, which as an old school Southerner, that bothers me. He's wearing a tie that does not match the fucking shirt. With a tie clip. That's bothering me. That's really fucking bothering me. I know I'm not supposed to make fun of someone's appearance. Literally, Robert Reed, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just look at that fucking shirt, gang. That is definitely a super extra petite on a larger than average man. And again, I'm just an old school southerner. Go fuck yourselves. I'm 50 years old from the fucking south. Why is a man wearing a goddamn hat indoors? Please go fuck yourself. Go get a shirt that fucking fits. Tuck your shirt in if you're going to wear a tie. But first and foremost, go buy a shirt that fucking fits. This much, stop shopping at Baby Gap. This, roll the tape. Oh, they are okay. Bright's Kingdom. We talked a bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to get your take on that. Some were talking about Yeah, I thought you were going it. another direction with that. Oh. No, but that's the thing about this apologetic, yeah. is that there are a lot of ministries that have been involved in doing this apologetic a different way, doing mm -hmm. apologetics a different way. Mm -hmm. And then you approach them, you get, you know, some guy from Canada coming down or, you know, from Arizona explaining it to them. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's really powerful stuff, but, you know, we're going to keep doing it this mm -hmm. way. And, um, you know, what I heard is said is that a lot of these ministries are more interested in their kingdom Mm -hmm. than in the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And what they don't Christ. understand is that, you know, what? we care less what happens to our own right. respective ministry. Of course, we want God to bless it. Right. But it's not Of course. I mean, yeah, you got to have God bless it because them. if he doesn't bless the kingdom, shut the fuck up. If that ministry takes the truth and takes off with it, we praise God. For yeah. That. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think... What? Know, there's just a mentality... Um, in a, in a All right. Pause the tape. End the tape. I didn't think I could do it, gang. I made it 19 minutes and 15 seconds to a two, uh, 20 minute, 55 second video. Way to go, Uncle Bobby, for listening to a bunch of whole bunch of presuppositional bullshit. Gang, Uncle Bobby has given you one big motherfucking solution. So as a result, Uncle Bobby's going to give you one big motherfucker. I completely fucked up my own outro. I'm not even drunk. I am tired. But I'm not drunk from the top, motherfucker. Gang, Uncle Bobby has only given you one big motherfucking problem. So as a result, Uncle Bobby's going to give you one big motherfucking solution. Presuppositional apologetics. Shut the fuck up.
Gang, all you heard was some bullshit wrapped around some fucking foolishness. Again, the first time I saw <clears throat> the, the phrase presuppositional apologetics, I thought it was a typo. It's like there's no way someone is entering into a debate already admitting that they're not going to listen to a word you have to say. Turns out I was wrong. That is what they're admitting. That is exactly what it is they're saying. Jesus, all the hidden, what, what, all the gems and pearls of wisdom are hidden in Jesus Christ. Now, thanks, I guess, to hermeneutics, the art of the spin, that is now translated to if you know anything, whether you realize it or not, you've admitted that God exists. Because, yeah, that, that makes lots of sense. So the moment you open up your mouth, Sai, I think you're a sack of shit. Instead of defending himself, what's Sai going to say? How do you know that? If there is no God, how do you know I'm a sack of shit? And gang, that's exactly what he would say. He's not exaggerating. He's not bullshit. And I'm not, shut the fuck up. Presuppositional apologetics, <clears throat> in my opinion, is probably the single most dishonest way to defend the faith. And that's saying a lot, because you guys know how Uncle Bobby feels about apologetics in general. It's just some bullshit. I just built a second confession. It is bullshit stacked upon more bullshit wrapped in dishonesty. I just told you, I don't believe in God. Your response is, yes, you do. So, precepts, it makes me wonder, why do you bother talking to anyone at all, ever? What? If you can ask the questions and provide the answers, why the fuck do I need to be a part of this bullshit? You simply forming a sentence proves that God exists, therefore I win the debate. Okay, then why do you sign up for the fucking debate? It's not to win my soul. Because according to Christianity, God already knows I'm going to go to hell. So what's the fucking point? And without all the bullshit and the blase and the glavenoids about, well, if you tape a football game and you watch it two hours after it's done, did you rob the football players of their free will? I got nothing for that bullshit asshole. Gang, at the end of the day, if you need presuppositional apologetics to prove that your God exists, your God blows. Only in presuppositional apologetics can you lie this overtly and still maintain a shred of credibility. So to wrap this up, to all the precepts out there, please go fuck yourselves. All right, gang, the big guy's held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Jen and Truth, let's go.